the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the hosts and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is with us on the porch. We just need you to call us on this beautiful South Texas day at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I may have made a mess of this. Let's see if I can fix you it. You may have made a mess of that. Yeah, I think I have he's made it. He's got wire. He's got. Yeah. When Trace needs I th- to. I think it's the way. I, you it's pack. okay. I can lean over the table. I, th- I think it's the, the gentle way that you pack up, Milton. <laughs> I've been noticing that. I do that pack for up a, gently. The uh, last few weeks, and uh, yeah. that could have something to do with the tangled wire. Uh, I'll, I'll try to do better. No, you won't. I know. Okay. <laughs> hey, Trace is up here, and uh, you give us a call right now at 308. 8867, so you can talk about gardening because uh, it's one of those days I can tell people are thinking about it. Uh, it's nice and sunny, cool outside, uh, and you're kind of maybe recovering from a uh, kind of a uh, the week and what went on. I think we had warm. So you are cold? Well, I was trying to think. Right now? No. Huh. It's chilly. Not cold. I got a sweatshirt brisk. on. Yeah, brisk. Okay. Yeah, this has been, I I'll guess. I'll give you brisk. Guess you couldn't wish for better weather for a winter. No. This yeah. last couple of weeks has been wonderful. So, Trace has some. Is this the, is this going to be the plant of the weekend? If you want it to be, sure. I, I know what next week's going to be, but I, I mean, we have been talking about this. We were probably on the forefront, and if not the forefront, just on the three or the maybe on the five front of this, right behind the forefront, uh, talking about horse herb. Oh. So we uh, we brought in a little bit of horse herb this week, and uh, I already sold a flat. Hey, you are you are skeptical, aren't you? Ken? No, no. You talk about something, and uh, I'm going to have it, and <laughs> whether I like it or not, I'm going to I'm going to have it, and I'm going to sell it. But you were skeptical that it would. Sell. No, I don't think he was. I wasn't. It was Charles that said you'd get what? <laughs> <laughs> Anything with a bloom has a capability of selling. Yeah, that's true. And that's such a pretty little, put it in the paper, huh? Such a pretty little bloom, and it didn't it didn't hurt that it was in the paper. Yeah. Well, if you've been roaming around wondering where do I get this wonderful plant called horse herb? Well, it's been hard to find, almost impossible to find. Not for Trace. Not for me. Not well, for Millburgers. It depends. Some neighborhoods it's pretty easy yeah. to find. <laughs> Some yards, but I mean as a transplant. Oh yeah. 
that that's that's what when we came up with the blue bonnet transplant, people always said, "Well, why would people buy a transplant of blue bonnet when they can just drive up and see it in there, see it all over the sides of the roads and everything else?" Huh. And the answer to that is they want it in their own backyard. Yeah, that's right. And this will this will spread in their own backyard, especially in the shade here. So, okay, what are the details on horse herb now here? Well, it's in four-inch pots. Okay. Dollar uh, fifty-nine a pot, or if you buy twenty or better ground covers, doesn't have to all be horse herb. Then the price would drop to dollar forty a pot. And I believe there's two flats still over there, so that's uh, thirty-six plants. How far apart would you plant them? Um, well, if you're trying to do it as a ground cover, the average person is going to go a foot apart. But it is aggressive, so and you could go further. And every bloom does create seed, and every seed is viable, so it will spread on its own. Okay. So uh, now remember, remember though, this is not a when you put the transplants out, it's not deerproof. They'll eat. They'll, they'll eat it. Oh. Of course, of course, once it's established, it can. It's so thick. Outgrow. Yeah. It's so it can, thick that they're just pruning. Yeah. That's the difference between eating and pruning, right? When it gets yes. thicker, when it's when you first put it out, they're eating it. When it gets thicker, they're pruning it or trimming it for you. So anyway, uh, it, it's a it, it's been a, it's a good plant. Like I said, it's in uh, in several na- it, It's one of our na- best native plant ground covers, but. Uh, and you want to plant it in the nastiest part of your yard. I mean, that this is not something that uh, you want to beautify your landscape with. This is something that you want to salvage it's bar- not, barren areas with. It's not good for cut flowers either. Right, right. This is something that, like, and, and most of us that have big trees have a lot of barren areas that we can use at this end. And uh, 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 you say it's in four inch, four and a half inch? Four, four inch. Just hmm. like Asian jasmine and all the. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that pot. Is, it, is, the, is the top of the pot completely covered or is it just one plant in there? Uh, it's pretty well covered. Okay. And, and there's blooms on some of them. Okay, okay. And remember this. Uh, it should be easy, easily transplanted. That's what I was getting at. Not knowing anything about this, this is the one where I noticed that the black swallowtails were just yeah. uh, landing last spring in the, on the lawn in and getting nectar. And then when we checked into it, it turns out there's a lot of butterflies that take advantage of, of this. So this is a, a good wildscape plant. I think, I don't know, Jerry, maybe they can still get information. Oh, yeah, they can from... Plantanswers.com. Yeah, yeah, they can get on. You can get uh, if you want to see the complete write-up, as well as pictures. You could go to uh, Plantanswers.com, the website, and under topics of the month, I think it's about the third or fourth one down. It says horse herb, and you can open that. And it also also has you. I put your column in there at the at the very bottom there. Uh, the column that Calvin wrote is is in there as well. Oh, so the same one that was in the paper is yeah. at Plant Answers? Yeah. And this is this is also a plant that uh, those of you that are uh, native plant enthusiasts and Wasowski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they, they wrote it up, too. Sally Wasowski. So, and somebody told me that 
it's one of Howard Garrett's favorite plants. Well, there you go. Oh, really? I wish you hadn't told me that. Uh, <laughs> man, how can you go wrong with this thing? <laughs> so it must be pretty uh, insect and disease free. So, all right. Disease well, resistant. If you have any horse herb questions, 308 8867. Any questions, really, but I know a lot of you, we've piqued your interest. So 308-8867. I've actually noticed that since we've started talking about it, the nursery has become, become busier. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, another, another thing I down. thought that Jerry and <laughs> Trace would appreciate, um, you know, the big wind we had uh, broke off a lot of the ends of live oak. Yeah. Okay, and also t- took down a lot of uh, uh, ball moss. And oh the, yeah, and the deer are, the deer are eating at the ball, ball moss. I are you kidding me? I haven't been able to determine if they're just testing it, but there's, you know, I've seen quite a few individuals eating eating it, especially the young ones. So maybe there's, they're just testing it. But uh, yeah, one of, uh, they one, said, one of they my certainly... best volunteers, Cliff, said he raked up almost a truckload of that <laughs> yeah. stuff, of ball moss uh-huh. that blew off the trees. This is and those anybody that sprayed this spring, uh, you probably really you had probably had it all come down yeah. because it's, that's what it takes sometimes is uh, even when it's dead it takes the wind uh, to take it down. It's one of our next next to uh, horse herb. It's one of our favorite plants for Central Texas. Right, ball moss. So. It is certainly a conversational, <laughs> yeah, item. I'm and it's unique. Favorite, but... <laughs> oh. And so, somebody described it uh, there have been years ago as, uh, yeah, uniquely Central Texas. So. There you go. There have been entire Thanksgivings that have been ruined over conversations about ball moss <laughs> and whether it kills the plant or not. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, fights. Well, I've that's why them. Jerry has changed sides. That's it's right. Easier. It's easier to be on the. The wrong side, that's more intuitive than it is to be on the scientific side. So, you, right. you get more favorable uh, comments. Uh, and it ends the her. conversation, too. Yeah. And then getting back to horse herb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That lady that was calling in, you remember, and giving me such hard time about horse herb. Right. You remember about yeah. three, three or four weeks ago? She wanted to know how to kill it. Yeah. So instead of the way to get rid of it is dig it up and put it in pots and give it to your neighbors. See, now that we know that it'll <laughs> transplant. So where did you get this? Is it that came out of Austin? No, it's a, it's a growing operation near Houston. Oh, okay. So I, I wonder how they uh, actually produce it. Whether they they dig it or, or root it. Look at look at him. He just he's just. Perked up over I know. horse herb. I mean, uh, <laughs> we just improved his whole life and outlook. On I bet it roots really. I bet it roots real easy because it spreads. Well, you know, didn't you have trouble down. though when you did your experiments? Have trouble reproducing? Well, I, I was I had trouble cleaning that tiny seed. Uh-huh. I couldn't figure out how to clean that tiny seed. You know, the teeny tiny seed. And for some reason, I never could get John Thomas that interested in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking grow it in a hanging basket yeah, and then have some kind of tray at the bottom to catch the seed when they fall. Uh, that might work. Except if... I, I, bet, you, I bet you, though, it, it makes a better 
you know, so far as selling a transplant, that it'd be better to root it. I, now, I never have tried to root it. I don't know. Mother Nature takes care of it pretty good by seed, so. Yeah. All but right. anyway, there that, that's it's a source experiment. of it. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, at very least, it's a, an interesting plant, and uh, it's got all those, you know, check out the article on plantanswers.com because it's, it does have all those attractions, you know. The, it's a great wild wildlife plant, and uh, it will fill in areas uh, that nothing else will grow, and it's it's an important part of the sustainable winter lawn that Jerry and I have been promoting. Right. Well, we like to think we're Horse Herb Hotline right here at 308-8867. <laughs> if you got questions, 308 308- 8867. So, so or just it. coming over to Millburgers, 159 uh, per four inch pot. And uh, you could actually, can at that price, can they call in also and say, put one aside for me? or Sure, but it's limited numbers. Again, there's only like yeah. two flats up there. But I can always have more next week. Okay. So we've got a question. Can we ask your question on the air? Okay, here, you grab the mic and you'll be on the air. How can we help you? Um, I was wondering why my uh, orange tree, the, the fruit sets on late, so late that I, I don't get to enjoy the fruit, and it's about three years old. Okay, now I don't understand about the fruit setting on late. You talking by late, you mean uh, uh, March, April? I'm, I'm saying that the the oranges themselves are not uh, doesn't turn orange until like December. Like December. The oranges don't turn orange until December. They're not supposed to. Oh, okay. Maybe well, I'm uh, Satsumas turn generally start turning in uh, in October, November. Uh, so it, it depends on the uh, variety. Now, you say they don't turn till November, December. Uh, are they sweet? They're sour. The oranges are sour. Uh-oh. They're sour, and that's why I was thinking that. Does your tree have thorns? No, no thorns. No thorns. So. But it's only three years old? It's three years Go old. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, don't forget about the mic. Talk into the, yeah. It's three years old, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, that. What, what we were worried about is. There, there's a rootstock called sour orange um, that never seems to ripen, and it is really sour, but it's got thorns. But yours is only three years old, so you might, that f- first or second year is really pretty unpredictable, so you might have better luck. Is it an orange or a satsuma, or what it's is it? It's a satsuma, but I don't know. I hear there's different names besides that on the tree. And I'm not sure if what the, you know, like if it's. A, Regardless, it's a, it should be sweet, especially by by November. By November. It, it doesn't have to be orange to be sweet. But I'm thinking. I was wondering that because I'm waiting until it's all orange, orange right you right. know. And I was thinking maybe the, I'm waiting the too orangeness late. depends on the weather, really. Okay. Uh, but. Uh, most satsumas are when they're, like I said, in well, all variety, all the varieties of satsumas we sell here are, uh, you know, by by October they should be turning sweet. Now, the longer you leave them on the tree, the sweeter they'll get. 
up to the point that they fall off in trying out. Okay, okay. But now I'm, I'm worried about this sourness. Uh, the, uh, did you get the tree here? Yes. Mm-hmm. You got the tree here, and it was a sad sum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, how big is the is the fruit? Is the fruit uh, orange size? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's nice uh, mandarin size. And it turns it turns orange instead of yellow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does it peel easy? Yes. That's not a sour well, orange. Well, give it maybe give it a break. It's only its third year. I mean. Yeah. Okay, I I can't. Has it got fruit on it now? No, no. I took the last one off in January. What have you been doing with them? Eating them? <laughs> no, I take the fruit off uh, after the first two that didn't come out so well. I peel them open, look at them, then I give them to the birds. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm worried about if it peels easily. Like a t- tangerine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it can't be a sour orange. Sour orange is like an orange. Oh yeah. Uh, tight skin. Uh, I'd I'd just give it another year. Okay. If it does the same thing next year, bring me some fruit. Okay, I will. In in uh, October, November. Okay. I can't imagine what that is. You you stumped me on that one because I I don't know of a of a sour satsuma. There's no such thing as a sour satsuma. At worst, there okay. there's some that are a little bland, but yeah, but never sour. Okay. Well, I'm going to um, try the blood orange. It's when I'm here today. So okay. Blood orange. That's good. But Boy. I've got the other one. But I will. Uh, yeah, it. navel orange is good too. Oh, oh, I didn't think that they would last in this. Yeah, either. but navel orange is right under Satsuma as far as cold heartiness is oh, concerned. Okay. Blood, right. orange, blood oranges are hard to beat, though, for taste. Yeah. Either one that will do great. Cool. Okay. I don't like What's the name. Buddy? I don't like the name blood. Yay. Yeah, I know. I know. I like blood turn orange. Yay. <laughs> Well, thank, you thank, so you. thank you. I'm sorry. Some of us hey, are just savages. We got Pam on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Pam. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? What, Pam? You there? Okay, we're not hearing Pam. So, uh, let's see. Pam? No Pam yet. All right, 308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a quick break and uh, let everything kind of get uh, fixed up. And, uh, Pam, give us a call back. We lost you. So uh, give us a call back at 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment. Trace is with, visiting with us. And uh, we've got uh, Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 a.m. Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I'm going to give you some tips right now. Millburgers is a place to go for all your gardening needs. Maybe you're thinking that gardening really doesn't begin in San Antonio to the spring. Well, you're wrong. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find great selection of winter color, whether it's pansies or cyclamen or snapdragon, or maybe there's something else that you find at Millburgers that'll bring beautiful color to your yard. And right now at Millburgers, fresh shipments of trees are arriving each day. You'll find great selections of shade trees, fruit trees, pecan trees, crepe myrtles, you name it. If it grows in this area and does well in South Texas, Millburgers carries the widest selection of different sizes of all kinds of trees. Now, here's one more tip. MillburgerNursery.com. Head on over to the website to find out everything that's going on at Millburgers, plus get some great advice on gardening in South Texas. That's MillburgerNursery.com, part of Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. San Antonio continues to make the list of fattest cities in America. We lead the nation in obesity and diabetes. Vita Scientific says enough is enough. The research is in with Vita's in. Vita's in naturally promotes weight loss, manages your blood sugar levels. It's all natural and tastes great too. Vita Scientific is recognized by the Diabetes Prevention Program with the United States Centers for Disease Control. Order Vita's in today at 520vita.com. That's 520vida.com. Hi, I'm Jono. And I'm Pammy. After more than 10 years of serving South Texas as Delightful Blinds, we've grown to serve you better. We've changed our name to Delightful Decors, Blind Shutters, Floors, and more. And we invite you to our brand new showroom at 3009 and 35 in shirts without the big box environment and no beeping forklifts. But even after opening our new store, we still come to you. Delightful Decors is your cozy local mom and pop one-stop shop for all your installed foundational home decor projects. And we carry the top name brands of blinds, shades, drapery and shutters check out our power view motorized treatments that allow you to operate your shades from your phone and now through april 14th you can save a hundred dollars or more with our hunter douglas energy smart style savings event get, get delighted, delighted with, with delightful, delightful decors, decors. Have you made your New Year's resolutions yet? As you contemplate joining a gym or reorganizing your closet, don't overlook the year's most important resolution, making or updating your estate plan. Let us remove the worry in the back of your mind. I'm Charlie Weisinger, board-certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. We help families achieve peace through planning. At Weisinger Law Firm, we understand that most people do not like talking about death and planning for what happens when they're gone. So we do everything we can to help the process go smoothly. Just call 210-308-0800 and we'll help you get a will or trust in place. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas. So call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or weisingerlawfirm.com. That's W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R lawfirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace through I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. A new era has started in America, and with it, a new attitude, outlook, and feeling of purpose. It's going to be only America first. Can President Trump deliver on his promises from the campaign? And will the Democrats come around and get on board, or just be a roadblock? One thing's for sure, it'll be interesting, and you can follow it all right here. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We are live on the porch at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Glick, and Jimmy is waiting to talk to us at 308-8867. Hi, Jimmy. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you for taking my call. Sure, you bet. Yes, I had a question about the horse herb. When the full blast of the summer uh, heat is upon us, when the front lawn, how, how, how does it react? Uh, do they come back? Is it perennial? or What are they now? In, in the heat of the summer, how does it react? How does it take the full sun that we have, 100-plus um, degree temperatures and what have you? In the heat of the summer, how does it like the summer? What? Horse herb. Oh, horse herb. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking grass for some reason. Uh, I grow mine in an area that I can't maintain grass in unless I water. And uh, what happens is horse herb grows after the first rains or when we have water, when we have water. Horse herb will grow, and I'm talking about grow on solid stone and on very wow. shallow soil. And uh, it 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 likes water, because it'll if you if you want, and and it's like uh, mine grows in the summer if it has water. But uh, last year it did pretty well. Yeah, in the spring. Yeah, and I actually had to mow it several times. Hmm. And uh, to make a rack up, but when the, when the water shuts down and you quit watering, it, it disappears. It, look, it looks like it disappears, but uh, every every uh, it, it, it'll it'll act. In other words, it, mine's planted on bare ground, and uh, when it disappears, you have nothing but bare ground. And uh, but but you have a abundance of seed. And uh, I think the root system comes back as well when you get more water. Now, if you if you supplemental irrigate, uh, it'll grow all summer and all winter. But uh, it's very sensitive to uh, lack of lack of rainfall. It's drought tolerant in that uh, in that it goes dormant uh, during a drought. Or during dry weather period, but that's the beautiful part about it is, uh, it it'll grow on, uh, grow grow in areas that uh, you can't have grass unless you irrigate. Even Bermuda, we're talking about areas that even the Bermuda dies back. But it but it's not it doesn't uh, stay green during the drought for sure. No. So that that makes it undesirable as a as a turf crop. Less you know, desirable. A, oh, <laughs> well. So so we I use it just as a error that I can't grow anything else. It's not a legume. No, no, no. no I, I don't think it's a legume. No, I'm sure it's not a legume. Uh, the scientific name doesn't indicate that it has any part to do with a legume. It's just a tough native plant, what it is. So, okay. And, and it and it seems it seems to grow in the shade, all right. It's not uh, uh, 
susceptible to uh, of thinning out in the shade. Well, I and guess so it's worth a try. I, I guess it's worth a try. I'll give it a try. And you have some there at, at your at your nursery. Yeah, yeah. but if you got a place like I'm describing, there's only there's only two plants that I know that'll grow like in places like I'm I'm uh, describing. Uh, where where you have uh, where you have rock hard soil and uh, no and no grass without irrigation. Uh, the only other plant I can think of that'll do well in a situation like that is a uh, purple heart. Oh yeah. Uh, and see that that's an upright thing. Can't be used as a turf. It's yeah. It's a little. Little tough for pets to run through. Too. Right, right, right. But as, as far as growing in rock hard soil, doesn't mow well. But I guess you don't you don't kill it if you no, mow. No. But uh, now I'm I'm going to be interested to see how this transplants. Uh, I'll I'll probably get a couple couple of uh, pots and uh, try them in some areas that uh, that I want to transplant. In. Yeah, and if you try it, uh, keep us informed. Now you're gonna have to you're gonna have to water it first couple of weeks until it gets it gets established. But okay. uh, then 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 over the uh, through through the years, it's gonna make a thick a thick thick planting. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the pictures on on Google now, and this this person has a whole field full of hearts. <laughs> yeah, okay, I should I say, should for you. Okay, time. yeah, well, give good. it a try. You're part of an experiment here. When you come by Mark right, yeah. just give us a wave so we know it's you. All right, <laughs> say thanks, it's Jimmy. Thanks yeah, thanks. thanks. Bye bye. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight. 8867. You, you notice how we didn't mention, what? you know, how I came to appreciate horse herb was that I uh, unsuccessfully tried to control it for all these years. Oh, and did you? So, <laughs> I've, uh, you know, Jerry finally convinced me that uh, it was easier to uh, Live, make, make use of it and appreciate it than it was to try to kill it. No. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I'm betting we'll get more horse herb questions. Maybe so. Now the word is out that we've got well, I'm, re- I'm kind of heartbroken uh, that because they uh, replaced my rutabaga hotline with the horse herb hotline. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Well, I suppose it might get more use. <laughs> yeah, or, or I know that one caller that was uh, enjoyed the rutabaga hotline will be upset, but we're going to just test the horse herb hotline and see what happens. Surprisingly, the rutabaga made it, and my, my garden made it through the freeze along with the turnips. Huh. Beets and lettuce, radishes, all the tops there uh, burnt. Carrots, carrots burnt down to. Hey, while I got a second, I want to uh, tell you about an event that's happening here 
It's uh, it's February 18th, and that may seem like a long way off, but it's not that far off. It's the uh, uh, Rodeo Tomato Celebration here at Millburgers. So the uh, tomato will be announced and available for sale here at Millburgers, the 2017 Rodeo Tomato. And uh, the and sales uh, proceeds from the sales will be donated to the Bear County Master Gardeners to, per, uh, to benefit the Youth Gardens Program. So if you can't make it to the rodeo, make it over here to Millburgers. We'll have hot dogs, chips, and drink. Uh, from 11 till uh, well until they run out, and the uh, you get them for a dollar donation for each, and that uh, goes back to the San Antonio Food Bank, and uh, that's uh, sponsored by Fox Farm Soil and uh, Fertilizer Company, and a balloon artist. Yeah, our balloon artist is going to be here, and face painting too. Uh, so that's in Texas uh, Weather Band is going to be here. So we got that music, balloon artist, face painting, hot dogs, chips, drink, and the big star of the show will be the Rodeo Tomato. That's February 18th. So mark your calendars to be here and visit with us then. It's already been planted. Oh, my goodness. It's already been planted, so we're, we're, we're pretty sure that I got scared because uh, <laughs> I got scared when, when we first planted them, they wouldn't come up. The seed wouldn't come up. Uh-huh. I, I may have mentioned that we yeah, you said might that not a have weeks a ago, yeah. tomato. And David and, said it's going to be okay. Yeah, and uh, they put them in an incubator. Put them in an ear. I don't know why they didn't come up normally, but uh, they all came up. Hmm. You know, we, we went from... Well, that's strange. You never heard of that incubator thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they they all came up. I, I, guess, I guess it was... Unusually cold or or something, but they warm the green eyes of the court. But well, and, uh, and anyway, I'm glad they came up and uh, we we already started on the write ups uh, yeah. uh, for the and it's just and it's just amazing for the first time in the history of the rodeo tomato. Jerry and David have given me some information so that I can write an article before it's officially. Oh, uh, available. So next, uh, let's see, a week from Saturday, then there'll be a, an article on the Rodeo Tomato too. Wait what, a minute, what what day is that? Uh, that's, that's, that's during the rodeo, right? That's when the rodeo starts. Yeah. So <laughs> of course you can get it at the rodeo, and then, but uh, it'll be fun too to come here to Milburgers and get the Rodeo Tomato. If you can't go to the rodeo. And as Milton indicated, uh, uh, youth gardening benefits and food bank benefits, and it'll be a fun, fun event, another fun event at Millburgers for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was looking up the information on that, I thought it was very interesting that that's the first rodeo tomato I've ever seen written up that they say is, has, un, has superb taste. Did you notice that? Has what taste? Good taste. Oh. They, yeah, they, I didn't, they I mentioned didn't. the flavor. They mentioned yeah, yeah. the taste. I did notice that. And usually seed usually uh, companies don't do that. Well, there was a, an article in the paper, I think, today uh, about research by a Florida plant breeder who's he's going to, to change everybody's opinion of, uh, of the hybrid commercial tomatoes oh, he's going to breed them for good taste so, see there yeah how's he going to determine that what there's no way no way to, to, to determine uh good taste. Uh, whether someone yeah well he can do like we do and test them and then we 
say we like this I one? I never can get a, a definitive answer. Well, you, d- you do from Milton and I. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was the uh, tomato? You use our taste. Our though. cherry tomato we love, uh, yeah. 958. And, yeah. uh, what was the one you brought us last year that... It was the rodeo one, wasn't Red it? Deuce. Red Deuce was good tasting. I, yeah, for us. Ooh, with bacon and yeah, mayonnaise. I, and I got mm. an email from uh, uh, Betty Nethery, my yeah. tester for years up in uh, up in uh, uh, Junction, Texas. And uh, she was uh, telling me that... Uh, that's one of the be- that's the best tasting tomato she's ever had that oh. we've ever come out with. That's good. Yeah, a lot of people liked it. Red Deuce. Yeah, that was good. Well, and this, but uh, we we need more information on this. But uh, there were a few gardeners, including me, that the Red Deuce uh, got some virus. Uh, you know, one of the reasons it first came on the market was that it was. Really? Uh, now, are you talking Red Deuce or Tycoon? I was talking Red, du- Red okay. Deuce. Okay. Um, it really is uh, resistant to uh, viruses, especially the one that was prevalent then. But, uh, you know, you, uh, the test, we, we just have to try it some more and see if it reoccurs. But uh, that will be interesting. Yeah, Tycoon did quite well last fall. Yeah. We got some uh, feedback on Tycoon that, uh, and Greg Grant uh, said that that he had noticed that situation in early the early fruit was it had a, a green core, a hard green core. Was that in the Tycoon or Tycoon, Red Deuce? Tycoon. Tycoon. Well, maybe I am. Maybe I've got those two turned around because Tycoon was the one we got involved with because of the virus. Right. Right. Resistance. Right. Yeah, you might be right. I, I never liked that tycoon, you know. I never recommended that. Yeah. <laughs> now I think I'm Who remembering. Who recommended that? I, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think Calvin did. He was, yeah, he was on a roll. I've been, I've been waiting for years for this. He, he was on a roll for show a while. Because <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of, we did have Red Deuce last fall, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, you brought us yeah, the I Red Deuce. Yeah, I think you're right, Jerry. <laughs> tycoon was had a little problem this fall. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Tycoon is still... Uh, Steve Brown will be heartbroken if uh, yeah, Tycoon is... Yeah, I, I, I don't think... I don't think... I think that was just a... Aberration? Yeah, anomaly or, or something like that. Um, so uh, well, we, it's going to take more than... Because we got a lot of good reports on oh, Tycoon, for too. years. For several oh, years. gosh, yeah. uh, I had it down south... Uh, and uh, they said that was their favorite tomato, was Tycoon. Uh-huh. Well, the uh, commercial, the first one that introduced me to it was a commercial grower down at, uh, by uh, Rockport. Oh, Guffport. Okay. Tivoli, Tivoli. No, yeah. Yeah, and he says, well, yeah, why why, guys, why aren't you guys re- recommending this? Uh, this is a great tomato. Uh-huh. That's when you and I had that conversation. <laughs> but... Uh, and it's nematode resistant. Now the new All 
right, 308-8867. That's our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We're going to take a break, so while we do, you give us a call and be a part of the show at 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I'm going to give you some tips right now. Millburgers is a place to go for all your gardening needs. Maybe you're thinking that gardening really doesn't begin in San Antonio to the spring. Well, you're wrong. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find great selection of winter color, whether it's pansies or cyclamen or snapdragon, or maybe there's something else that you find at Millburgers that'll bring beautiful color to your yard. And right now at Millburgers, fresh shipments of trees are arriving each day. You'll find great selections of shade trees, fruit trees, pecan trees, crepe myrtles, you name it. If it grows in this area and does well in South Texas, Millburgers carries the widest selection of different sizes of all kinds of trees. Now, here's one more tip. MillburgerNursery.com. Head on over to the website to find out everything that's going on at Millburgers, plus get some great advice on gardening in South Texas. That's MillburgerNursery.com, part of Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. When the weather outside is frightful, the birds are more delightful. With colder temperatures, birds are active at the feeders. If you want to enjoy the beauty and the thrill of watching nature in your own backyard, Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shops in San Antonio can show you how. There is nothing quite like the enjoyment you get from watching finches at the feeder or purple martins teaching their young to fly. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, one that attracts a certain bird or that keeps squirrels away, or even one where you can sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds Unlimited also has unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores, with three San Antonio and Shirts locations, like 3820 FM3009 at Green Valley Road, or call 566-8808. That's 566-8808. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on something to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. You visited your parents last weekend and noticed lots of changes. Mom can't keep up with the house, and Dad, he forgets to take his medicine. After a weekend of running errands, you are overwhelmed. The effects of aging on your parents can no longer be ignored. Don't worry. Synergy Home Care is here to help manage your loved one's care so you don't have to. From providing a companion who can clean, prepare meals, and remind Dad to take his medicine to around-the-clock compassionate care. Call Synergy Home Care now to schedule your free in-home consultation. Our home care specialist will customize a plan and give you peace of mind. Call Synergy Home Care now to schedule your free consultation. Our number is 855-579-CARE. That's 855-579-CARE. 
Synergy Home Care franchise opportunities now available in Central Texas. You've probably thought about taking a trip to Israel many times, but something always got in the way. Make 2017 the year you make your dream of visiting the Holy Land a reality. Experience Israel next fall with Genesis Tours and Pastor Sean Thornton of All Things New Radio. For over nine exciting days, tour Israel like a local, experiencing the wonder of the Bible coming to life before your eyes. For a full cost and trip details and to register, visit experienceisraeltour.com. That's experienceisraeltour.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call, be a part of the show. Our plant of the weekend is horse herb, available in four-inch pots here at Millburgers for $1.59. And uh, we welcome your calls and questions at 308-8867. We've had some folks who have come here and asked gardening questions in person. You're always welcome to do that uh, here at Millburgers. Uh, we're here from noon to 2, so you can come on by and step up to the, the porch. And you know what? You don't even have to be on the air if you don't want to. We're going to ask you to, but you don't have to be if you don't want to. So. That's nice, Milton. I know. Yeah, what a different great, attitude. Yeah, 2017. May have run them out nice. here Right. Well, I, I, Some I, people I don't change. her and brought her back. Uh, Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Getting away from me, not going on the air. Some people so. don't change when they get married, but uh, some get <laughs> mellow. Like, some mellow. I've hey, become you know, a kinder, gentler milt. We, uh, uh, most of us uh, that had bloom, blooming plants uh, before the big freezes, they got knocked, knocked downs. But uh, if you want to. Uh, restore some color. The cyclamen here are spectacular. Pansies, of course. If you had pansies, they, they probably made it through and are still blooming. I was uh, looking at my cut flower garden and uh, I verified that my snapdragon foliage is is fine. The blooms got knocked off, of course. Oh, they're right. My stocks, though, look pretty, pretty sad. So I've started to if you do have snapdragons, uh, it's pretty normal for them to to have a little pause in blooming during this uh, the coldest part of the winter, the January, early February. But keep them weeded, and uh, they'll they'll come back uh, late in February, and then you'll have two three months of really pretty spectacular bloom. Uh, but uh, then check out everything else too. See, dianthus. I don't have any dianthus, so I don't know exactly how that fared. Uh, but I imagine it did all right. It might have knocked on the bloom. Yeah, I think so. No, dianthus pretty tough. My yeah, if you didn't cover your cyclamen, uh, it it did get pretty devastated. But uh, like I said, uh, yeah, the the spectacular red cyclamen over here. There's some primula. Uh, begonias got hit hard. They may come back from the roots, but yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Sure, I'm not sure. On the citrus, uh, Jerry and I are recommending you be as patient as you can. Uh, looks, mine look like the grapefruit and the satsumas got defoliated, but it looks like the stems are okay. The question is the lemons and the limes. The limes. Uh, yeah, they're lime. the, the more, We tell people they're more coral sensitive. And uh, 
see, the guy was asking me, he said, it, said that I think they're, they're, uh, they're not grafted, are they? Hmm? They're not grafted or budded, are they? The limes and the lemons? I didn't think I was... I don't think I didn't think are. so because uh, I remember the limes the last week time I got they froze back completely they came out from roots and uh, they, uh, they were up yeah they were up uh, that one season they were back up uh, yeah, the lemons my lemons look like we got a, some I've got some stems at the base that are still okay yeah. but uh, Jerry is if they are not on a grafted rootstock then. Whatever comes up from the roots are, are going to be good. If they are on a grafted rootstock, then you got to make sure that the stems that come up are above the graft so that you get the quality uh, Meyer lemon or whatever it might be. But you can, best thing is to wait a little while if you can. We might have another freeze, and uh, plus... You really, it's pretty hard to tell In where. In February, we'd have another freeze? <laughs> yeah, we might. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know. Just, We've had the last freeze. Yeah, I've heard that before. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I let, you guys let me go off to, <laughs> to South Africa, and uh, and then you have this devastating. Now, did it kill freeze. your cyclamen plant, or did it uh, just knock the blooms off? Killed them. Killed them. I've got about. Three white ones that are still bloomy for some reason. They Is made that it right? through, but it. What surprised me was uh, they either made it through like the three or the the majority. The foliage and everything is destroyed. Huh? Well, you usually those plants are pretty tough. Yeah, that, I mean I, I've said the blue, that. The blood buds are. Yeah, that's, the I've said that many times. Where uh, if you don't cover them, you lose those. Uh, those buds in the blooms, but don't worry about the foliage. Yeah. Well, I can't find any foliage anywhere, so that <laughs> was a, that was a cold enough freeze. That, and then I think you brought it up. That was the kind of freeze where usually you just put some fabric cover on cyclamen, and that would protect them. But that, that this may have been a freeze that wouldn't have. Maybe it would. Maybe the foliage would have made it through if there was some kind of cover, but. Certainly not the buds and the and the blooms. Um, well, you know they covered out here, and it's colder out here usually yeah. than it is at our place. And uh, theirs made it through okay. Well, they lost they some, lost a few blooms. Blooms, yeah, some blooms. But, but just just with that row cover. And, and uh, I I was surprised by that. And like I said, after seeing that happen, you know, I mean there was no external warmth coming up so uh, again i'm i'm convinced that it's a slow thaw that makes the difference the the following days well and yeah we, we had two, like two days where yeah where uh, at least half the hours were below freezing so that's yeah you you, you know no uh, you kind of run out of the soil heat at, at, yeah, at some yeah. point there that's what i'm saying for those two have survived there must be something else at play other than just uh yeah maybe a little cover little slope or maybe in a little wind perhaps i didn't i didn't make any kind of detailed analysis why they were still wouldn't, alive. wouldn't it have been something if every other one would have come back at Calvin's house <laughs> yeah yeah i would have i would i would have loved to have kind of uh, heard the explanation as to why <laughs> why that happened 
My first we told thought, you that, didn't we? My first thought was that Jerry went out there and uh. pulled them all up so he, <laughs> so he could uh, so he could say, "Yes, I told you they'll freeze." No, yeah. we 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 were afraid to get it, climb the fence, afraid that the the beast and everything would uh, attack us or something, or we'd have, yeah, the, the, we'd have gone out and sabotaged your landscape, Kevin. The old, <laughs> the old Westies. Huh? <laughs> All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. About uh, 110, we're going to visit with Denise over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. So if you've got a birding question, uh, you can call. And uh, between Denise at Wild Birds and Calvin, I'm betting we could answer it. So uh, we'll talk to her a little bit, but you can kind of prepare for that when you hear her on the phone. Just uh, call us at 308-8867, 308-8867. want to remind everybody, too, this is still ideal planting time for shrubs and shade trees. And uh, I'm just looking over Jerry's shoulder here on the porch and seeing all the uh, dwarf yopons and the, uh, our other hollies, nandinas. All, all of those uh, foundation shrubs that are a favorite. And then the shade tree, the that CPS shade tree rebate is still in play. You can get $50 per tree you plant up to five over the life of the program. Uh, so if you need shade trees, now may be the time to uh, put them in. And go either go to the CPS website to see what the particulars are or uh, when you come out here to Millburgers, they've got the all the information, and it's it's easy to to comply. Just uh, I think it's what you can plan on even a five gallon, right? Uh, and a list the list of the acceptable plants are are high quality but pretty extensive. Uh, so anything that we've talked about or is your favorite is probably on the list, and so uh, take advantage of the of that and get those shade trees in you save a lot of the reason cps is involved is that you plant them on the southwest uh, uh, i can't remember uh, i think at least the south and west you may have some more flexibility than that and your uh, reduces your utility bills the amount of uh, uh, electricity that you need to use for air conditioning plus the shade is really welcome part of the landscape uh we also have our fruit trees in fruit and nut trees in and vines and grapevines and things and for a listing of those uh, go on to uh, plantanswers.com my and uh, look on the topics of the month under uh, i think it's fruit and fruit and nut fruit trees and vines grapevines and things like that uh, and you can see a full listing of the of the plants that we have available uh, uh, here at the nursery. I see. So you can make your choices before you come over. I see. There's color showing on the buds of my uh, Florida King. Oh yeah, I uh, guess it's about getting ready yeah. to do something. And Ju- June Gold is uh, the buds are full, but they there there's no color showing showing yet. So. Good. Indicates, yeah, you don't want them to you don't want them to start blooming too early, um, but uh, the low chill varieties uh, they'll 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 start blooming in uh, early February. 
And then, of course, they are somewhat susceptible to early freezes, but the advantage of having both the low chill and the medium chill is that uh, our winters are so erratic that, that uh, to have a to get at least a partial crop every year, you got to have a few a few different varieties. You got to hedge your bet. Yeah. You got to hedge your bet a little bit. It's just this weather. Handicap in here. <laughs> and and, uh, and, they, and those varieties that are our favorite, they're all here and all the yeah. La Valenciana, the Florida King, of course, June Gold, uh, and then a number of other. Oh, and a whole raft of uh, new entries from Texas A&M. That's right. And I got that donut peach. I like that donut peach. Uh, white and white and yellow. Uh, I don't. I never have uh, all I've ever you know that donut peach uh, from uh, H-E-B have been white, and they're sweet as sugar. I, I love it. You don't. You don't even have to peel them. To eat them, and they're well, they're kind of medium chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, those, those donut peaches are. Uh, let's see. If you do uh, peaches, yeah, uh, if you got you know if you got good bottomland soil or sand that's re that's uh, re uh, reinstituted with compost, that's good. But most of us that have cleachy or heavy clay, you probably want to plant those on a raised bed, and uh, one railroad tie works pretty well, and then you put in some commercial uh, soil mix, you know, one-third compost, one-third sand, one-third soil, and uh, drip irrigation is great and works the best, but you can you can water them by hand if you want to, too. And we still have some of that, uh, all those donut peaches of 550. Okay, chilling about on. the same as June Gold. Right. And so uh, they're, they're an early peach. But the uh, we also still have some of the Victoria Red Grape left. Oh, good. And uh, so that's the uh, new grape for this year, be a Texas superstar this year, I think. And uh, we got, we got in, uh, Trace went wild, so we got in a good stock of those. Yep. And last weekend, Jerry was hedging a bit. It is, it is, he wanted us to be clear, it's not an invincible grape. There you go. But it is, it is uh, hey, uh, it, it, one it, of the best for our conditions. We need to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, stop it, 866-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming right up on The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. In just about 10 minutes, we'll visit with Denise over there at Wild Birds Unlimited on 3009. So uh, maybe you've got a p- question about birds or birding. Uh, Calvin's answering a question. We'll tell, find out what he's talking about in just a second. But Larry's on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Larry. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm d- doing fine. Good. How can we help you? 
Uh, I have a, a Lila avocado that someone has given to us, and it's in a pot, and we wanted to, to do the best for it, to get some fruit later on, whether it's in a pot or in the ground or whatever you think would be the most successful in this area. Well, if it's an avocado, uh, that's a good variety, by the way. Okay. Um, but if if it's an avocado, it needs to be in the ground. Okay. So if you've got a sunny southern side, southern south side of the house, uh, would be the best thing, and it could plant it fairly close to the house so you can get some cold protection. Uh huh. From the house. Uh. If that's possible, and just yeah. uh, hope it hope it, it doesn't, doesn't get, hope we don't get a hard freeze. Oh, mm-hmm. how how cold will they take? Uh, they start losing leaves. Uh, in fact, this last freeze we had uh, caused a lot of leaves to fall off. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that that got down into the low twenties. Uh-huh. Did, did so they, they they don't like low twenties. Ah, okay. So. There, you might lose the leaves. You won't lose the tree. Oh, okay. If it gets, if it gets below twenty, uh, it can burn the tree back. Avocado okay. cow. Oh, okay. Any extra care to uh, maximize the fruit we get out of it? No, uh, they're not. Because of the freeze, because of the cold winters, uh, uh, they're not real uh, reliable producers of fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't get I wouldn't give up on HEB yet. Okay, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's fun. It's fun to try to grow your own avocados, and you only need one tree. Right. Uh huh. Okay. Thank okay, good much. luck to you. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks, Larry. All right, that'll free up a line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Yeah, you were at, said that we would uh, ask you what he was asking about, something about planting peach trees? Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, he had La Feliciana, and he had a couple other, rec- other recommended. He was trying one of, uh, one of the new A&M, and he was kind of excited about it. And he, you know, I t- told him about the the best way to do it was uh, in a raised bed, you know, eight by eight with railroad ties. And he said he had used a mounding, and that works too. The only problem with the, the mounding is it's a little harder to to water uh, if it gets dry because you, you, if you can use a soaker hose or something that can slowly let the water seep in. If you're holding the hose that's running, runs down the sides rather than, uh, and if you make a, if you got enough soil, you can make a little dip in there to hold, a donut to hold the water, but drainage is always a challenge on peaches. You don't want them to stay soggy or they don't, they just don't last. Now, you said he lived up around Bernie, and I was going to mention the deer. Uh, oh, I didn't even think I about assume. That. Because that's what happens when you assume that uh, that he knows he's going to have a deer problem. Now he has some planted, so I take it for granted oh, that he? okay. he's dealing with that. They yeah. would have been eaten down. Oh man, they'll they'll eat that. 
right he, down to the ground. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, who was it? Oh, Cliff Bingham that used that always was just amazing. We went out there on kind of a field trip. Cliff is a master gardener, and he was using, making in his own pepper sauce, anti-deer. Right. And uh, the deer were move, had a path right through the corner of his property, and there was these peach trees growing. And uh, it, it really worked well as long as he was really disciplined and uh, judicious about every putting week. that on. Yeah, yeah. but uh, if I remember right, he says eventually they, you know, he, he, all it would take is like ex, extra rainfall or if he was on vacation yeah. or something, they'd get they'd get started and then then it'd be over for those peach trees. Uh, I th- I think liquid fence is probably our easiest. Uh, easiest uh, remedy for that, yeah. and that we know that works, and you don't have to mix and worry about mixing those peppers and things. And li- li- liquid fence gives you this. It's kind of like uh, using uh, oh, uh, or yeah, because you, you the smell indicates that there is something working the- there. <laughs> It's not, it, a, it's it, not a good it, smell. It, 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 fragrance has anything to do with fragrance. with uh, stink? Is that the same? Yeah, as stink and fragrance and odor and all that kind of but stuff. But that's that's why liquid fence works, I guess, is yeah. because of the odor. I got bad news, Calvin. Oh man! But we've run out Somebody of. Somebody uh, sent me some pictures of bed straw coming up. Already. It's already started uh. coming up, and this is a pretty good stand of it. So uh, let's see, bed straw. What's what's the other name? Bed straw and uh, or is that, what we, is that what we call it? Bed straw. Yeah, bed straw. Oh, okay. Yeah, and if, if I remember you, you and I, we talked a lot. We, it's kind of easy to pull and fun, but you, it'll well, it'll take over. Too. Yeah. So you went ahead and warmer, used one warm, of the weed free, weed free zone and worked great. It killed it Dickens out yeah. so. Uh, and so it started looking for it. Now, we neat thing about weed-free zone is you can move, use it in cooler weather, and you can use it right over the top of St. Augustine and uh, Bermuda grass and things like yeah. that. And I, I also think it works for henbit, which is, is coming up. And then the, the, and I meant to look up the name. I can never remember. It's another one that grows right there with henbit. It's got a little teeny yellow flower. And uh, chickweed. Oh, okay. Chickweed's another. You know, chickweed gets is real lush mm-hmm. uh, green, but I, I think over the top works well for those too. But if you see bed straw now and it's just beginning, uh, wait wait till a warm day, and use a weed-free zone and and just spray where the before it you know gets in a larger area yeah and 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 uh, if you don't know what we're talking about if you don't know what we're talking about when we're talking about bed straw we're talking about that that vine type of thing it's, it's like grows like a vine and it sticks to you and sticks to your pets and dogs sticks to and you stuff. and your dogs and your cats yeah. and, <laughs> and uh it's not easy it's not hard to pull up but uh, it just it's just so thick. Well, and it can grow like a foot a day. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you take your rake and you can go through a thick bed of it and just piles up, uh, which kind of 
you know, kind of satisfying, but if you got half an acre of it, it's uh, yeah. kind of overwhelming. Right. And that weed-free zone took it out big time. That's good to know. 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. We're going to visit with Denise over there at Wild Birds Unlimited on FM 3009. She'll give you the exact location, uh, but it's just uh, east of I-35 on 3009. Um, and uh, we'll find out what's going on in the birding world right now. Hi, Denise. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah. So tell us, okay, first off, how far off three how far off 35 are you? So I'm actually know. approximately one mile. Oh, good. That's uh, perfect. From, th- from 35, yes. Okay. So what's going on in the world of uh, birding and nature? What are folks telling you when they come <laughs> visit you at Wild Birds? Well, the good news is the birds are starting to return to feeders. Uh, I've had uh, quite a few reports this morning already of people seeing uh, more American goldfinches. They're really coming into the area now. And also we've had reports of uh, ruby count kinglets and um, no pine siskins yet, though, that I've heard. And it's about time to start looking for the purple martins. So oh, okay. all of that's finally starting to happen. So, so. okay, so we're going to – Bill gave us a, a little bit of uh, purple martin 101 when we talked to him a couple weeks ago. Can we – Great. Denise, uh, uh, on the suet. Oh, okay. Yeah, in, our, in my, yeah. my neighborhood uh, – the suet, we always get the orange crown warblers and the kinglets that come to it. But this year mm-hmm. I've seen myrtle warblers ah. and uh, uh, at least one other warbler that, I'm ha- that I wasn't able to identify. But that, that's kind of fascinating to have, to do suet and see some of those insect eaters that you uh, never see at the seed uh, feeders. So. Well, this is the time of year while we have these chillier nights that birds are looking for more high-calorie, you know, high-fat foods to help them make it through the the chillier nights. So um, I would think you would start seeing more and more birds coming to uh, suet feeders. Uh, We also have a product called Bark Butter that we've we've counted up to 140 birds now that love it. And we keep no, a what list. Is that? <laughs> the wrens too. The wrens will come oh, to yeah. the suet. What yeah, is bark butter? I wanna, that sounds bark good. Bark butter is kind of like a <laughs> peanut butter, but it's not as oily and messy as straight peanut butter would be. It has a number of other good ingredients in it, and it's actually from the personal recipe of Jim Carpenter that founded Wild Birds Unlimited 35 years ago. But we do keep a list of how many birds come to it and love it, and we're up to 140 birds now. All kinds, not just woodpeckers. So, okay, so how, how do you use bark butter? Well, like uh, from the name, uh, you actually smear it on the bark of a tree. You don't okay. have to have a peanut butter feeder, but you know we do have those. But uh, you just smear it on a post or the or the uh, or the bark of a tree, uh, and and you just wait and see. The birds will find it by sight. Very cool. This sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, try yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have well, to try it. I used to use peanut butter a lot, but I haven't for years. I, I well, peanut neat. butter is just peanut butter, and whereas bark butter has other good ingredients in it that are good for the health of the bird. Very so, cool. I, if you want a sample of it, I've got some in the store. I'll be glad to give it to you. Okay. If you want to give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, um, and I hope and you'll let me, um, since it is yeah, sure. uh, winter, 
Uh, we yes. have started our, uh, we will be starting our, our winter um, seed sale very soon. It oh. usually runs through the first couple of weeks of February. We'll talk about that then. Yeah. So we have all of our bag seed, uh, all of our 20-pound bags of seed, all 15% off. And um, uh, I've already started it in my store. Uh, I'm not sure about Bill's store or Kim's store um, when they're going to start it. But it, but our winter seed sale usually runs through the middle of February. So that's good timing for this time of the year uh, when birds are looking for more supplemental food that's easy and quick to get. And then we get to enjoy watching them. And you, you the now the bird seed that that you have that that I guess the, the same that'll be on sale. These are specialized formulas. These are formulas designed to for you can pick the formula based on what you're trying to do. Absolutely, uh, we can certainly help you fine tune what kind of birds you're looking for. And all of Wild Birds Unlimited blends are 100% edible to birds. There are no inexpensive fillers or anything in there that um, uh, that birds will be kicking out. Um, so I, uh, you know, just come by and let us know what birds you're kind of looking for, and we'll tell you how many how you'll get those and many other birds too. Very cool. Go ahead. You're doing no, fine, no, Denise. Fine. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. You're doing great. What's going? What else? We get used oh, to it. Gonna... He interrupts us too all the time. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we also have blends that. Um, uh, um, excuse me. We also have seeds that, if you're not trying to feed the squirrels, <laughs> the birds will enjoy and can use at this time of year to help them. So, and we're getting to head. We're heading very quickly into nesting season. I've already had a lot of people in the store looking at new birdhouses. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you gonna, get, it's get them in. rapidly getting that time. So, yeah. Well, talk Absolutely. a little bit about what kind of birds uh, will will nest here. Well, not all birds use birdhouses, but um, but a lot of people have good success with uh, wren and bluebird and chickadee and titmice um, and, uh, and sparrows too. But there are some nice song sparrows here uh, using nesting boxes. So we can help you figure out um, uh, which boxes you might have the most success with. Somebody was uh, well, of course, woodpeckers. They were talking about, and then somebody was talking oh, yeah. to us about a screech owl. Where was it? That, oh, yes. Was it on the show? It was me. It hurt it was me. Yeah. yeah. Bill said yeah. he had screech owl houses. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, screech next, owl. And, that, um, and I'm, I'm, I don't right now, but I will soon have in barred owl houses and barn owl houses. Uh, the uh, great horned owl doesn't use a nest box. Barn, so, barn owls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have a huge. Barnall house in my uh, tractor shed that's oh. been up there for about 15 years and the English sparrows love it but I've never seen a barnall all the time <laughs> oh you we may have to challenge where you have it though and consider moving it then yeah uh, if you, have, yeah, you haven't seen it well the, the reason I put it in is I one of our trips to Mitchell Lake when we were doing the the bird uh, Birdathons. Birdathon, yeah. We saw yeah. a barn all and I said, golly, that, that's <laughs> interesting. I want one of those. So 15 years ago, I put it in. Mm. Wow. Talking to Denise over there at Wild Birds Unlimited on 3009, about a mile, approximately a mile east of I-35. Uh, and uh, so, Denise, anything else going on? Anything uh, that you, uh, you know, you... 
you want to focus on? Well, I'm right now uh, just trying to help people feed birds at this time of year when they can use it, really need some extra help. Uh, one, to make it again through those chilly nights, and two, uh, because they are beginning the, just beginning to start looking for nesting. And um, so we're heading into that season pretty fast here. So tell folks kind of how to get to your place uh, a right. little bit, and then and then sure. uh, we'll tell them to go get some bark butter. Uh, if they're, uh, for example, if they're heading up 35 north, uh, like you're going to New Braunfels, but not that far, if they take exit 175, that is the Gordon Ridge exit, also uh, the FM 3009 exit, they would turn right at the light on 3009. You're technically going east, but it feels like you're driving south. Um, the um, We're one mile down on your left in a shopping center called the Oaks at Green Valley. Across the street from us, there's a Walgreens, so it's easy to identify. All right, and if they want to give you a yeah. call and get directions, the number uh, is? We're at um, 210-566-8808, and we'll be here till 6 o'clock today and 12 to 4 on Sunday. Very cool, and I just sent that phone number back to the uh, studio, so if you didn't get it, you can call, or I'm sure you can find it on your on your phone, your smartphone. Denise, thank you so much. You too. Thank you. You bet. Bye, Denise. Denise over there at Wild Birds Unlimited on 3009. There are two other Wild Bird locations in San Antonio, Northwest Military at uh, Hebner Road. That's where you'll find Bill. And Kim is over at Wild Birds Unlimited, and uh, that's at um, uh, Braun and uh, 1604. We'll take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. 867. Back in a moment with uh, more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and I'm going to give you some tips right now. Milberger's is a place to go for all your gardening needs. Maybe you're thinking that gardening really doesn't begin in San Antonio to the spring. Well, you're wrong. Right now at Milberger's, you'll find great selection of winter color, whether it's pansies or cyclamen or snapdragon, or maybe there's something else that you find at Milberger's that'll bring beautiful color to your yard. And right now at Milberger's, fresh shipments of trees are arriving each day. You'll find great selections of shade trees, fruit trees, pecan trees, crepe myrtles, you name it. If it grows in this area and does well in South Texas, Millburgers carries the widest selection of different sizes of all kinds of trees. Now, here's one more tip. com. Head on over to the website to find out everything that's going on at Millburgers, plus get some great advice on gardening in South Texas. That's com. part of Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 16 and Boulevardy Road. This Saturday afternoon at 5, tune in for Senior Care Chats, presented by Senior Care Centers. Kelly Brennan will entertain you as they educate you on issues and topics that matter most to seniors and their families. Saturday afternoons at 5 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. 
the answer. You've probably thought about taking a trip to Israel many times, but something always got in the way. Make 2017 the year you make your dream of visiting the Holy Land a reality. Experience Israel next fall with Genesis Tours and Pastor Sean Thornton of All Things New Radio. For over nine exciting days, tour Israel like a local, experiencing the wonder of the Bible coming to life before your eyes. For a full cost and trip details and to register, visit experienceisraeltour.com. That's experienceisraeltour.com. Hi, I'm Jono. And I'm Pammy. After more than 10 years of serving South Texas as Delightful Blinds, we've grown to serve you better. We changed our name to Delightful Decors, blinds, shutters, floors, and more. And we invite you to our brand new showroom at 3009 and 35 in shirts without the big box environment and no beeping forklifts. But even after opening our new store, we still come to you. Delightful Decors is your cozy local mom and pop one-stop shop for all your installed foundational home decor projects. And we we carry the top name brands of blinds, shades, drapery, and shutters. Check out our PowerView motorized treatments that allow you to operate your shades from your phone. And now, through April 14th, you can save $100 or more with our Hunter Douglas Energy Smart Style Savings Event. Get, Get delighted, delighted with, with Delightful, delightful Decors. decors. This is Lance Hoppus. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for The God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hello, I'm Randy Adams from Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. But let me take the fear out of your next purchase of an automobile. Go to hasslefreeautobuying.com. Let me do the negotiating and make sure you get the most out of your next trade. That's hasslefreeautobuying.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, our phone number is 308-8867, and John is on the line at 308-8867. John, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? I have a question for them guys that I think I already know the answer to, but I'm going to ask anyway. All right. Are solar fire tomatoes going to be available this year? Solar fire? Solar fire. Solar fire. I don't know. I'm going to have to get a listing of uh, talk to the uh, plant producers and see which, uh, see which tomatoes they're going to be seeding this year. Uh, so somebody, like I said, already asked me about Red Deuce, which was last year's tomato. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. It just depends on what they can get seed of and... And uh, what they're, you know, what the, what they plan on planting. Uh, we, so I, I can't give you an answer to that. We've been, really we've been lucky. We've had solar fire on the market for a number of yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, mine too, but we couldn't get them last year. Uh, you know, the next time Trace wanders up there, ask him if he knows if he's going to get a variety called Heatmaster. The guys over in East Texas tell me they grow that one in the summertime and have real good luck with it. Which one? Heat Master. Heat, ma- 
Heat Master? Heat yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well, I ain't either, but I looked it up on the web, and it's, it looks real good and whatnot, and they, they grow it a lot over there. East okay, Texas Heat way, Master. So, yeah, and I just didn't know whether that's a variety Trace and them ever get or not. No, uh, yeah, they they pretty well get them, get all their tomatoes from the source I'm talking about checking. So uh, uh, I've had several people ask me, will that be available next? Will a certain variety be available next year? So I, we're just at the mercy of what they decide to grow. And uh, I'll I'll check with them and uh, and see. But as far as I imagine this this uh, heat master is from uh, Bonnie 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 Farms. Uh, that that's that's the uh, operation that supplies most of East Texas uh, transplants. And uh, I don't know if we could get a get a get a listing of their varieties or not, but. Uh, I'll look into that and uh, see if I can. And yeah, and you were wanting solar fire. Yeah, but uh, uh, those guys over there, they don't grow solar fire. They grow heat masters. So I thought if solar fire wasn't going to be around, maybe that would be another one. But okay. I didn't know whether anybody carried them or whether I needed to order seed and plant my own. I imagine you need to order your seed and plant your own until <laughs> we can get it on the market. <laughs> what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never heard of that, and we've never tested it, and they generally don't grow anything we haven't tested. Well, when you look at it on the web and whatnot, it's real good, so I don't know. But well, if what, do you think, you think they're going to say bad things on the Internet about, about uh, anything? Well, but it internet? looks like it's got a good package and all that stuff, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Is it nematode resistant, or do you know? I don't remember. Uh, when I looked at it, it might have been, but I'll have to go back and look. But I don't remember whether it was or not. So, But it's got okay. a lot of other disease resistance in there, it looks like. So. Okay. Well, if y'all go, back, go, go, go back and look and see if it's nematode resistant. Okay. Well, if y'all get solar fire, put the word out. Okay. Thank you All for right. calling. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 308-8867. Betty is on the line at 308-8867. Hi there, Betty. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm great. This is What's Betty. What's going on? Well, I, somebody at work brought in a whole box full of irises, iris pods or whatever you call them. Oh, yeah, uh, good. Right and, on. And they took them out of their garden and resume, yeah. And they took them out of their garden and they don't want them anymore, but I have no idea what to do with them. I got two bags of them. Oh, oh I plant them. So, well, but do, will they, can they be planted in the winter? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. they're usually planted in the fall. Yeah, they're, but they're pretty in, invincible. I've got a couple of bags in my shed. Uh oh. In fact, that I keep putting on my, to-do list and uh, because they're so uh, versatile and flexible you can you Store can wait and wait time. and yeah and they'll still do well they haven't they haven't made it to the top of the list yet but yeah, and they're easy to plant full full sun 
Uh, the key is not to plant them too deep. Just uh, yeah, have them above ground, right? Yeah. You just sort of scrape off the dirt and spread the roots out and then put the, yeah, and it, put the and, dirt uh, on the roots, right? Right. Top of the rhizome, even with the soil top. Yeah. And it, it, it uh, they can stand dry soil, but they, they don't like uh, they soggy don't like soil. One of the few plants that mulch is probably not a good idea. They don't, they don't like mulch. Oh, either. they don't like mulch either. Oh. Well, one, okay, of, so one of the things we didn't mention, and uh, they're they're a great deer-proof plant. They uh, the deer for some reason don't seem to eat the blooms and oh, don't eat the foliage. Oh, that's wonderful. Because my deer eat everything. Yeah. Well, I've, 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 one of the prettiest plantings I've ever seen is uh, over there close to Forrest Appleton's house in Hollywood Park. Yeah. And they didn't touch them. And those things were Just full they, bloom. And you look at those, they look like orchids, and you say, why oh, yeah. Why won't they eat these? They're eating some of these really... There must be something in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, what kind of soil do they like? Well, they're not fussy. As long as it's not a soggy soil, uh, they'll 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 live and they'll bloom. Okay. Well, they that's great. Okay. And can I save them for a while until I plant them? I mean, will they die? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You and I can save. Uh, you can save them. I'll be saving mine a while, and you can save yours a while. But they do fine. I I think I planted them. After two years and had them work well, be, oh be, be, be best if we planted them uh, uh, this spring, though. Yeah, well, uh, that's what I was going to do is plant them this spring. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, All right. Penny. Well, thank you. And also, is Jerry there? Yeah. This I is wanted quiet. to ask him a question. Uh-oh, okay. Okay. What I'm here. part of... What part of Tennessee are you from? Uh, right outside of Memphis, West Tennessee. Oh, Memphis. Okay. Cotton corn soybeans. My ancestors lived in Birdstown, which is up by Kentucky. Yeah, that's oh. a, that's them. Not close. Yeah, that's them bootleggers up there. Oh, now oh, he's thrown down on your ancestors. Uh, <laughs> oh, Betty, you don't have to take that. <laughs> Well, we grew the corn for them. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay then. <laughs> Thanks, Betty. Okay. Thank you. You take care. All right. Talk to Bye. you later. We got a question from the crowd. Grab that mic. You'll be on the air. How can we help you today? Okay. This is actually not a question, but uh, some information about uh, satsumas in sour problem. Oh, La- good. And an interesting thing about the growth pattern of my satsuma this year. Um the uh, last year, I had a huge crop come on my satsuma tree. Okay. Well, none of them were sweet. Okay, now, the green canopy of the, you know, the leaves was probably not sufficient to even right. enable the tr- tree to make the uh, uh, orange <coughs> sweet. So this year, uh, uh, when they, they didn't bloom in spring, they bloomed in the middle of summer. So... I decided, okay, if they're going to bloom in the middle of summer, I'm just going to have to make sure that they uh, still uh, get outside when it's not freezing. 
And that's what I've done. Well, I've got one orange that's actually beginning to turn. I had basically, when they started, uh, the tree started blooming, I made sure there weren't a huge number of blooms Good on for the you. tree. I trimmed it back heavily because Good for you. Uh, I knew it would be, a, uh, in other words, I did it like I'm not allowing more than about two or three per branch. That's good. And uh, anyway, uh, so I'm expecting these things to get ripe about March. <laughs> Is it in a container? I think yes, it's in a container, and I think Satsumas can can. uh, They made uh, it through the freeze. Oh yeah, I keep them. I stick them in the garage when we have freezing weather. Okay. And I just leave the lights on. Of course, they're not these natural lights you call them. Yeah. But in the meanwhile, uh, uh, the tree is doing great, and uh, uh, now I'm just hoping my lemon tree will perk up. Because it doesn't really have enough root space. Anymore. She, she yeah. has to. Her poor car has to go outside in that cold weather well, and, and make room for the Satsuma. Yeah. Now, how, the uh, garage too full of everything else. So now, how, we've got that one space. We always bring the trees in. On. How are you fertilizing it? Uh, sometimes with uh, rose food. Sometimes with uh, lawn, uh, lawn food. And sometimes with uh, what is it? The uh, it's a, a form of phosphorus, and I forget what form it's in. Um, rock phosphate. It's it's a it's a phosphate of some kind. Oh. It's for you know uh, developing uh, fruit and uh, roots and stuff like that. Okay. So, uh, I'm using all those right now. You don't you don't use osmocote or? Uh, I've done that quite a bit, as a matter of fact, and uh, so and usually it. Uh, in the pot I've got, it's probably a, like a 16-inch wide pot. That's one of those up and down straight sides on that one. I end up using a, about a cup at least or uh-huh. more. And then for the lemon tree, almost the same amount. But that thing I have to w- really keep watered and fertilized he- more heavily because it doesn't have the dirt space anymore. It's just got roots there. Yeah. Well, I've got to get around to transplanting that thing, but that's so big and heavy. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever do it. <laughs> In the meanwhile, All I right. want to let you know there's a good chance that if you got sour satsuma uh, on your tree, uh, like he said earlier, let it live longer uh, or stay on longer, and make sure you don't have too many for how many branches of leaves you got. You have supposed to have a lot of leaves. Yeah. Thank you. That's Sounds so good. cool. So you came all the way over here to answer that woman's question. Thank you. <laughs> well, she's leaving. That, see, we have the nicest listeners. Now, she came all the way over there for that woman's question that had the sour. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, John is back on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. John, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Good. Hey, I looked up that Heatmaster tomato, and it says, Plants are resistant to alternarius stem canker, gray leaf spot, verticillium, fusarium, tomato, mosaic virus, in southern root, not nematode. All right. Wow. Is that kind of nematode we get, southern root knot? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, according to this, they're resistant to it. So. All right. Uh, that's a good guys, That's a good uh, package there. Yeah. Well, so it's, 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 called, it's called Heat Master. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, we may, we might have to try some without even testing it. Yeah, you know. put, old, put old Trace on their trail and see what he can find. Get in. But, uh, are we, are we asking Trace? Well, so, 
Weren't we Jerry. trying to find out if Trace was ever going to, might be able to get some? Well, well that, no? Okay, never mind. But uh, Jer- Jerry's, Jerry's going to check in to see what we will have. Okay. And uh, then then we might figure out some way to do it, some kind of a test on that. Oh, that'd be cool. Master. Yeah. All right. Thank you all. All right. Okay. Thank Thanks. you for looking that up for us. All right. Great way to go, John. See, we got listeners who get involved in the show. Some come out here to answer questions about sour uh, satsumas, and that was a positive. She uh, she kind of gave that woman some hope. Just let it grow. Yeah. It, if if it does, they're not nearly as sweet. Of course, the the leaves manufacture the the, the sugars, so it makes sense if they. Uh, but she said that thing was sour. That's right. Uh, I've I've had uh, satsumas with uh, sparse leaves on them before too, and they didn't size. They were too many fruit on there, but they were never sour. Yeah. Um, yeah. The worst I've had is just kind of bland. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and, but everybody's definite, just like you said, everybody's definition of taste and right. how to describe it is yeah. different. Um, all right, 308-8867, that's our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. We are live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. It's We're 16- live! It's true. Uh, 1604. At least semi-live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've had people come up and witness us live here at Millburgers uh, Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. So they'll testify to that. Back in a moment on 9.30 a.m., this is The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I'm going to give you some tips right now. Millburgers is a place to go for all your gardening needs. Maybe you're thinking that gardening really doesn't begin in San Antonio to the spring. Well, you're wrong. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find great selection of winter color, whether it's pansies or cyclamen or snapdragon, or maybe there's something else that you find at Millburgers that'll bring beautiful color to your yard. And right now at Millburgers, fresh shipments of trees are arriving each day. You'll find great selections of shade trees, fruit trees, pecan trees, crepe myrtles, you name it. If it grows in this area and does well in South Texas, Millburgers carries the widest selection of different sizes of all kinds of trees. Now, here's one more tip. MillburgerNursery.com. Head on over to the website to find out everything that's going on at Millburgers, plus get some great advice on gardening in South Texas. That's MillburgerNursery.com, part of Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604. And Boulevardy Road. When the weather outside is frightful, the birds are more delightful. With colder temperatures, birds are active at the feeders. If you want to enjoy the beauty and the thrill of watching nature in your own backyard, Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shops in San Antonio can show you how. There is nothing quite like the enjoyment you get from watching finches at the feeder or purple martins teaching their young to fly. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, one that attracts a certain bird or that keeps squirrels away, or even one where you can sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. 
Wild Birds Unlimited also has unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores with three San Antonio and Shirts locations like Braun Road in 1604 or call 375-3611. That's 375-3611. Have you seen a family divided over property after losing a loved one? Have you known someone who spent months or years fighting in court to receive the property that was left to them? Unfortunately, I often see families fighting in probate court. Wouldn't you like to avoid this situation? I'm Charlie Weisinger, board-certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. At Weisinger Law Firm, we can help you put a plan in place that avoids probate so your loved ones never have to set foot in a cold courtroom. Many times that plan includes a living trust. Let my team help you achieve peace through planning to ensure your family won't be stuck fighting it out in court. Just call 210-308-0800 and we'll help you get a plan in place. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas. So call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or weisingerlawfirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace through planning. Are you a business owner who needs working capital fast? Are you frustrated with the long approval process of banks? Then you need to call the small business owner's friend, Fast and Easy Funds. Even if you've been turned down by other lenders, Fast and Easy Funds can help. Unlike banks, we look at your business cash flow, not just your credit score. So even if you have poor credit, Fast and Easy Funds can get you approved the same day for up to a million dollars. Right now, we're offering our lowest rates ever with no prepayoff penalties and full three-year term loans with rates as low as 9.9%. So if your business needs working capital for any reason, call or visit us at fastandeasyfunds.com today to get the funding you need fast. You only have to be in business for one year to qualify. No hassle. A simple application that takes only minutes and funding in as little as 24 hours. That's Fast and Easy Funds. Let our money work for you. Go to fastandeasyfunds.com or call 800-491-3125. That's 800-491-3125. 800-491-3125. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free it's 866-308-8867. Uh, the uh, no, uh, we uh, we're hearing some ads now and seeing some ads uh, for weed and feed fertilizers. Oh, they've already started. They're national ads. And uh, no, nobody, in, no horticulturists or radio people or whoever recommends weed and feed fertilizer for this market. Mainly, and you can see you can see the reason for it now. If you go out and look in your yard, the weeds have started to grow. I'm talking about the broadleaf weeds. Uh, 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 well, and the rescue grass and the yeah, and the. Uh, so, and we we won't be really recommending uh, feeding the lawn for two at least two months, February, March, end of March, first part of April. So that's two months from now. Some of us wait till May, May first. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's even longer. So if you if you put out a weed and feed, one of the reasons not to do it is because the the weed ingredient that. Uh, 
that you that you have in. Look at that. That's some horse herb. No, there's about thirty. But the yes. Any anyway, the weed ingredient that that takes care of the weeds are sometimes believed to have harmed shrubs and trees and things like that. So. Uh, well, gen- generally, we don't recommend weed and feed fertilizer. Yeah, ba- based on the phone calls we've gotten, it, it's done it. What, it. what quite often happens that people forget that it's a herbicide and fertilizer, yeah. and they put it in the vegetable garden or they put it on their shrub border, and then figure out too late that it's got a weed killer in there yeah. that's going to affect. So I don't. Yeah, I, I, just like Jerry said, I don't know any horticulturists in this area that recommend a weed and feed. You get a get a fertilizer and use it when the timing's right. And if you use herbicide, get a herbicide that targets the weeds that you're after and use it when the timing's right. It just in our climate, they just don't mesh. They don't come together. So you're you're wasting one or the other, or you're taking an environmental chance on one or the other. Uh, if you try to apply them at the same time. So what's what's he doing? I'm looking to see if this He's admiring his see if this plant was uh, dug up or or whether it was rooted, and I think it's rooted. Oh, okay. So I'll I'll have to try some rootings, some cutting. Roots. And we're, Jerry's talking about horse herb. Horse herb. So has anybody come by asking for horse herb? I, well, I was reminded because I saw a young lady walking around with two of them just a minute ago. All right. So I said, I'll bring you one up here. Thank you. All right. You see where it yeah, rooted right there. It's a very pretty plant. And I've seen. Looks like it roots pretty easily. That's a pretty plant, Melvin. Yeah. <coughs> In its own little way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's green. Yeah, it's green. It's mm-hmm. nice it's shade a of green. Flower. Yeah. It's got a yellow flower. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not too tall. I know. I've seen people. You know, dandelion meets all those requirements. It too. does. And mm-hmm. the yellow flower is even bigger. And you eat the leaves. Yeah. I don't know about this or whether yeah, this well, is edible or not. The deer eat these. Of course, the deer eat dandelion leaves, too. I've so. seen yeah. my dogs nibbling on it before. Oh, really? Huh. On this, gnawing on this, yeah. Maybe I bet it's an herb. Right. I bet it has herbal, herbal, herbal values. When you were doing your research, you, did you look it up on the internet, um, Calvin? Yeah. Uh, on, on, I just wondered if it mentioned it was an herb. No, I don't remember. It had that. any herbal yeah. value? Of course, yeah. They, you can declare anything an herb. Yeah. But but uh, I don't. I'm declaring this an herb. Yeah. And Trey says it's good for dogs. Dogs stomach well, I don't problem. Know, I don't know about that, but, but my dogs well, eat why it. Why would they my, eat it? My dogs uh, prefer hackberry leaves. To, to, oh Lord! For, for their uh, for the roughage or what? Yeah, I guess so. I'm looking up online. That's a good looking plant though. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no foliage disease on there. Yeah. No botrytis or any of that stuff that gets in the greenhouse. So it's good looking. <laughs> Just, it's, it's why you need a little longer one, Calvin. Uh, so, uh, we do have about 30 of them left. Okay. Maybe a little less. Oh, this one person in, in their blog talks about it and says uh, it's uh, greatstems.com. I almost don't want to walk on it. It's so pretty. There you go. I knew I thought about that line. I almost don't want to mow it. It's so pretty. 
It's well, a, when you get into heavy rain, it's a, it's a says, thick carpet. Yeah. I think it looks better after it's mowed. It, it only oh, needs, yeah, it's pretty. And it, and it holds that, the neat thing is, holds the mowing. I mean, it's not like most weeds. Immediately after you mow them, they start growing. And this, herbs. This yeah, you could go. Like most herbs. You could go every every two weeks, even every three weeks, and it still looks good. Yeah, what does it say about the herbal values? I was looking. Let's see. We, you know, we really don't need it since the butterflies really benefit by it. The deer like it and traces dogs. dogs. Cure their stomach problems with it. I was mesmerized by the beauty and serenity of a gorgeous field of horse herb. What a nutcase. <laughs> it does look pretty when you see a whole... I, I told you they had the I whole thought maybe that was Serenity and horse herb. Yeah. I thought that was a quote from I, Jerry. I, 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 bet that, I bet that poor woman that uh, called in was trying to get rid of it. She probably didn't feel could, the serenity. She's probably having a stroke somewhere. Over she certainly there. is fond of her thesaurus. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, right? we will. Uh, we'll have to wait. Maybe Dennis will help us with the edibility. Yeah, Dennis, I want you to find out if horse herb is a herb. What? What? It is it's my in name. The name. It's gotta be in the. It's in the name, horse herb. Uh, but it's not not made Straggler from horse. Straggler Daisy. It's not made from horses. So I mean, well, the horse is in the name. By your logic, the horse it, it should be a hort. The ho- horse. It, it is a horse herb. Oh, I see. Okay, yes. So horses should eat it. Yeah. And they would enjoy they it. They do eat it. Horses should like cook with it and stuff. Well, but what if you don't accept that name, but go by Straggler Daisy? Yeah. Then it's then a Daisy. Stragglers, what? The, the daisies are stragglers, I guess. Uh, or <laughs> it's a Daisy that stragglers enjoy. Yeah, I guess. People who straggle. Whatever they are. Poor Trace. I bet that? it's an herb. All right. Dennis will find out, I bet. All we have to do is, uh, surely it's on the web somewhere. Yeah. That horse herb is an herb. Well, uh, with your illustrious career as a horticulturist in the media and all, Jerry, and you can declare it, and it's probably is there you go. legitimate. Uh, we uh, Maybe they'll make it an herb of the year. Are there non-edible herbs? Oh, yeah. Sure, oh, yeah. Herbs. A lot of them. Oh, okay. Some okay. of them will kill you if you eat yeah. Okay, well, good. I just didn't want to make the assumption that if it was herbs, it was edible. No, 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 no. Okay. All right, well, we could call the Herb Society. Well, that's like asking what, what a native plant is. Tell them, oh. tell them we're petitioning for the this to be the herb of the year. Herb of the year for this next year. You have truly embraced the horse herb. 2018 takes a superstar. They, uh, <laughs> Are you listening, David? <laughs> <laughs> He's driven off the road. Yeah, well, well, but what uh, what David is thinking about, if he if he's thinking along the right lines and listening. That you 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 were making fun of Horser being a Texas superstar. No, we have a weed that is a Texas superstar named bitterweed. In the southeastern United States, it's sold sold all over the all it's all over the sides of the highway, and its its name is bitterweed because it made the milk. Of the cows when they're grazing on the pasture, bitter. It makes the milk bitter. Amazing. So, but but we made that. A t- somebody took that and uh, an Aggie, 
uh, took that and uh, uh, made a selection out of that. Is that got little ye- is it yellow flowers? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it stands up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's a Texas superstar. And you've sold it. Probably. Dakota Gold. Yeah, that's I what they sell it. Coat of gold. Is that Dakota? Oh, Dakota. Gold. Dakota gold. Oh, okay, that's better than bitter wheat. They made a superstar about uh, three or four years ago. Hmm. There's another name. Uh oh. Don't what? tell. Don't what? don't encourage you. Move bitter, on. Bitter wheat is one name. Yeah. You know. I always tried to get the. Aggies to use. You're going to be sorry, Milton. What time? What time? How much time? No, no, we don't have enough time. I should give it right before we go off there. Uh, it may be the last time we're on the air. Oh, well, that's not good. uh, We got one more break coming, don't we? No, we uh, no. We're We're out of breaks. Yeah, we we can't we can't introduce any new information. (laughs) You're you're (laughs) almost done. I I I I like that. I use the name all the time. Especially when I'm kidding David about them making a Texas superstar. Oh, well, don't use the name. But it's a beautiful ornamental. Okay. Let's just go by bitter. I never will forget when they were they were suggesting it to use as an ornament. And uh, I never heard of it. Uh, of course, they were using the scientific name. And Greg Grant was in the room. That's when he was on the superstar committee. And... <laughs> And I was asking questions about it like I always do, and and Greg re- reaches over my shoulder and says, "It's bitter weed, fool. We can't put it. <laughs> we can't put a a bitter weed as a Texas superstar, but we did. Okay. So we uh, we can get away with horse herb a lot easier. All right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the name. We'll nope. we'll, we'll tell it tomorrow if if you don't like if if you'll allow me to say it. I'm that. scared. All right, 308-8867 is our number. I've grown. I can remember uh, years past. I'd keep moving. Learned that out. 8867. Somebody have their finger on that delay yeah, button. Yeah, have it on the delay button. Uh, <laughs> sneeze, the sneeze button. The, uh, hey, well, this uh, is science. I mean, it's in the, in the literature. I, I mean, I didn't make that up. I don't Oh, I don't. That's okay. It's well, in the literature. I don't care. All right. It's so, on the Internet. So let's uh, do the, Well, then folks can look it up for themselves. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, uh, a couple minutes left. Trace, anything? Anything else? I got a, um, one more thing to announce. Uh, well, we're getting ready for our uh, rodeo weekend. That's coming up pretty, yeah, pretty soon. Did we talk about that? Yep. We'll talk All about right. it again real quick. So uh, we're going to have uh, the rodeo weekend, and uh, it's going to be the rodeo tomato introduction. Right. So we're actually going to have some here, and we're going to donate the proceeds to the Youth Gardens Program. They've already been planted. I've seen the little seedlings. And let's see. We got hot dogs, chips, and drinks, and uh, we're we're going to donate the money. You get, for a dollar, you get all that, and we're going to donate the money to the food bank. That's nice. We've got the balloon artist and the face painters out here for the kids. And, and we're gonna, Milton. And Milton, yes. And we're going to have the Texas weather bed here from 11 to 3. Good Lord. And uh, keeping us all in that. That rodeo spirit, yeah. that, that nice music that they produce. Well, cool. let's see. What did we call off? Did we? Didn't we call off our rodeo? Our uh, Christmas at Christmas. What did we call off? Didn't get to have our the open house. We did. Yeah, we didn't get to have our chili or whatever. Our sweet Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, so okay. maybe we can have this instead. 
we're we're, we're gonna this is gonna this is an this event is that's gonna happen. One. This is the first one, isn't it? For the year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, we've done this before. forever. Chili, oh. chili sounds good. We've done a rodeo deal. Yeah, oh yeah, you bet. Yes. All right, I wasn't here. Yeah, you may not have and been. We do have a secret one too coming. Uh oh. I guess it's not so secret. Uh, we're gonna do a fiesta event. All cool. right. All right. Hey, uh, just before we wrap up the show, uh, some people have been texting me and uh, also uh, sending me stuff uh, through email. Uh, we're going to mention it here. According to the uh, San Antonio Express News, uh, radio personality, legendary radio personality, oh, yeah. Bruce Hathaway has passed away at the age of 78. Uh, I didn't get to hear Bruce uh, in his heyday here in San Antonio, but got to meet him afterwards. and Terrific guy. Truly a, a nicest guy you'd ever want to meet was very welcoming and and nice to me did you get to work with bruce at all or yeah i met him uh mainly through uh jerry king you know he and jerry king big buddies oh, okay and he was at uh, kky he was for a, while. for a period of time yep uh, and they had several radio stations over there and he was operating several of them so i get i got to uh, meet him over there and of course, his reputation preceded him. Of course, yeah. he, was, hey, we got he was a really nice guy, a tall guy. He was- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.